Today, I want to preach on what your first priority should be in this new year in a sermon entitled, Seek First the Kingdom. Amen? You see, the kingdom of God, it was a big priority to Jesus. It was a huge priority, and it should be a priority to us. If Jesus made it a priority, also so should we. How do I know that the kingdom was a priority to Jesus? His first recorded message found in Matthew 4, 17 said, From this time on, Jesus began to, re to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, most of the parables of Christ began with these words, The kingdom of heaven is like. He spoke of the kingdom. Jesus told us his purpose in Luke 4, 43. This was one of his purposes. He said to them, I must. Oh, I love that. I speak it over every one of you. You must. But he said, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also because for this purpose I have been sent. You see, when Jesus sent his disciples out to minister, he told them in Matthew 10, 7, as you go, preach this message, the kingdom of heaven is near. On the night that he was betrayed, Jesus told his disciples in Luke twenty two twenty nine, I bestow upon you a kingdom just as my father bestowed one upon me. Was the kingdom of God a priority to Jesus? I would say that it was. After he resurrected, he appeared to his disciples. Acts 1, 3 says he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Think about that. Jesus died and he rose again. So he had his disciples' attention. And then he spent 40 days with, with them before he ascended into heaven. What did he talk about in those 40 days that was of utmost importance? And what did he talk about during this time? The kingdom of God. Because it was and still is important. The priority of Jesus Christ was the kingdom of God. And if the kingdom of God is the priority of Christ, I believe the kingdom of God should be our priority too. He taught us to pray in Matthew 6, 9 through 10. Our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus taught us our purpose is the kingdom, the kingdom of God. That should be our purpose. Our preaching is the kingdom. Our praying is the kingdom. Our priority is the kingdom. In fact... Jesus told us in Matthew 6, what our priority should be. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you as well. Our priority is to seek God and the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I want us to look now at what it means to do this. Let's start off first with what does it mean to seek? Seek. To seek means this, to search, pursue, explore. It means to study, learn, understand. Biblical seeking is diligent. And listen, this is a big key. It does not give up. 
It seeks and keeps on seeking until it finds. It does not give up. That is what seeking is. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, Seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When I think of diligent seeking, I think of Psalm 63.1. Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. Speaking of. You know how it gets when you're dry and thirsty? You just love that refreshing drink of water. That's what it feels like when you seek and then you find. It's refreshing. We should seek God, listen, and his kingdom like a starving man looking for food. Like someone walking through a desert just needing that cool, refreshing drink of water. We should seek God as though it's a matter of life and death. Because you know what? It is. Proverbs 2, 4 through 5 tells us how to seek after God's wisdom. If you seek her as silver and search for her as a hidden treasure... Then, then you will find and understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Listen, if I told you right now that before church, I went out and buried a million dollars in the field across the street. And the first one to find it, it's yours. I'm telling you what, this place would clear out in like two seconds, wouldn't it? It would be empty in two seconds. Everyone would be out there seeking, digging with their hands, getting shovels, running backhoes. I mean, you guys would be out there seeking, and you would keep on until somebody found the treasure that only lasts in this life. Come on. We should have that same attitude when we seek the kingdom of God, which lasts for eternity. Come on, church. However, too many, I'm telling you, have this lackadaisical attitude. They seek for God like there's only one dollar buried out there in that field. Well, hey, is that really worth my time? I mean, one dollar, there's so much to do. And it, it takes extraordinarily little to deter them from seeking God in his kingdom. However, nothing, I repeat, nothing should deter us from our pursuit of the kingdom of God. Jesus said in Luke 1, or excuse me, eleven nine, 9, keep on asking, woo, and it will be given you. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Listen, some of you here today really need to hear that. It's easy to quit. It's easy to give up. But to pursue God and to seek God until you find, I declare to you today, don't give up. Believe me, God is worth it. He's more, he's more valuable than a million-dollar treasure. And when we seek the kingdom of God, we will find it. Hallelujah. So this is, that's what it means to seek. Secondly, seek first the kingdom. Strong's Concordance says this means first in time, place, order, or importance. 
We usually think of it at just first in time, right? The greatest tragedy, I'm telling you, in life is not death, but living life without priority and purpose. That's because failure to prioritize causes you to waste your life on the wrong things or on unimportant things. Amen? Got to soothe my throat a little bit. Ah, see that? How much better? <laughs> the root of the word priority is prior. Makes sense, right? That which comes before everything else. That which is first. So I ask you this morning, who's first in your life? Who is first in your life? We have to be intentional about this. I'm asking you, who comes before and above all else? How do you even really know? The Bible gives us one way to know, and it's this, what you give yourself to. That is your priorities. You can tell your priorities if you pull out your checkbook. You can tell your priorities when you open up your calendar. How you spend your time and your money says a lot about what is important to you. And all through the Bible, God said to give him first place before anything else. And this is called the principle of first fruits. God wants to be first in your time and in your finances. He wants your first attention. Many people say God is first, but they give him no time. They give him no money. They give him no attention. That says to me and to God that he's not really first in their lives. It's just lip service. God wants more than lip service. When you love someone, what do you do? You give to them. You take care of them. Seek, seek first. Thirdly, I want to talk about, seek first, the kingdom of God. I want to tell you this morning what the kingdom of God is not. The kingdom of God is not the same thing as the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is his rulership over all things. He rules over everything. He is sovereign. The sovereign of God, sovereignty of God is his rulership whether we submit to it or not. He still is sovereign and he still rules. It is his ability to accomplish his purpose no matter what. Praise God for that. Aren't you glad our God is sovereign? I mean, he knows all things. He rules over everything. We can trust him because he is all wise and he is in control. We're not. He is God and we are not. So it's his, his rulership, and he is in control. But the kingdom of God is not a place where, where people have to willingly submit to the king. Also, the kingdom of God is not a physical place. John 18, 36 says, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. I'm glad about that. Luke 17, 20 says, Jesus replied, the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation nor will people be able to say, here it is, there it is, because the kingdom of God is within you. So let that soak in for a minute. The kingdom of God is within you. So if the kingdom of God is not a place, if it's not a place or it's not God's sovereignty, then what is the kingdom of God? The word kingdom comes from two words, 
king and domain. King and dominion. A king must have an area over which he rules, and he must have the right to rule. So the kingdom is the king's domain. It is an area over which the king rules. Does everybody got that? So to seek first the kingdom of God, to have your whole, it means to have your whole heart submitted to God, to make Jesus Lord of your life, to let him reign in your life without a rival. He is first. You're seeking him. You're coming under his, his rulership. You see, God must be God of all or he is not God at all. But you know what we want to do? We want to say, oh, yes, God, I give you this, this, and this. But, well, God, probably not this. And you know what? We all have those places. But say, God, I'm not willing, but make me willing. That's a beautiful prayer. That's a powerful prayer. I may not be willing, but God, make me willing. You see, God is not the God of some things, but of all things. Everything in our lives should be under his control. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Can you give him some praise right now? But here's the question. He is the King of kings and he is the Lord of lords. But is he your king of kings? Is he your Lord of lords? Because he wants to be. He desires to be. It's one thing to say, Jesus is my Lord. But it's another thing to live like Jesus is your Lord. Listen, this is so important. Here's what Jesus asked in Luke 6, 46. Why? This is heavy. Why? Why? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do what I say. Ouch. Ouch. You can't say Jesus is your Lord and then start making excuses for why you don't obey him. You can't say Jesus is your Lord and then you live for him on Sunday and yourself the rest of the week. Some of you say it and you're not even living for him on Sunday. This grieves my heart. I see it so much. It's like we're inoculated. We get just enough of Jesus to keep us from the real thing. We know how to say it all right, and we know how to act like it, but it's not really. He's not really our Lord. You can't call Jesus Lord and then go your own way. I'm sorry, but there are no weekend citizens in the kingdom of God. This is a all out. I'm diving into the deep end. I'm out there. I'm going to sink or I'm going to swim because he will catch you. Too many people are seeking first their own kingdoms, their own will, and doing it their own way. But you can't say Jesus is your Lord and then go your way doing your own thing with no thought about God and his will for your life. Do I need to say that again? Yes. You cannot say Jesus is your Lord and then go your own way doing your own thing with no thought of the will of God for your life. No, sir. No, ma'am. When you are subject to a king, you live where he says live. You work where he says work. You go where he says go. And you do what he tells you to do. Enough of patty cake Christianity. A king has absolute power. Their commands are not suggestions. 
God gave us 10 commandments, not 10 suggestions. None of you get to pick and choose which commandments we obey. Jesus wants to rule our lives. Jesus wants to rule our families and our finances. Jesus wants to rule the way we work. To seek the kingdom of God means to seek, seek with your whole heart like a buried treasure to do the will of God under the lordship of Jesus Christ. We must first seek the kingdom of God and Number four, his righteousness. Why does it say, seek the kingdom and his righteousness? Because, listen, righteousness is the way into the kingdom of God. The unrighteous will not enter. Only the righteous can enter God's kingdom. Righteousness is a state of being right with God. Amen? Many foolish people are trying to be good enough to get into the kingdom of heaven. The problem is the bar is just set too high. The standard is Jesus Christ. And none of us, not one of us, can live up to that standard. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All our righteousness falls short of God's righteousness. Here, here it is. The very best you can do. You can put that best foot forward. You can give it all you've got. You can do the best you've ever done and have the best day of your lives. And it is filthy rags in the sight of God. Can't earn it. Isaiah 64, 5 through 6 says, How then can we be saved? All have become like one who is unclean. All our righteous acts are filthy, are like filthy rags. That's why we are not to seek our righteousness, but his righteousness. We are, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You don't stand on your own two feet. You don't put your best foot forward. You put his nail-scarred feet forward in your life. You put him first. You stand on what he did. It's his righteousness. We do not become right with God because of our works or trying to be good or do good. When you get that revelation, it changes everything. All of that, trying to be good, is about our righteousness. But when we seek, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we are totally unrighteous but made righteous in Jesus Christ. And after we are saved, we are totally righteous and holy. And that is why the word of God can say, be holy as I am holy. We are holy in him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus not only died to forgive our sin, he died to make us righteous. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what. This is the best deal in history. This is better than any bargain basement deal. This is better than any sale at Sears or JCPenney Sears. I don't even shop at Sears. <laughs> what? Oh, they went out of business. <laughs> it's because we didn't shop there. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the best deal in history. Jesus, we give Jesus our sin and he gives us his righteousness. Wow. 
Where we were guilty, we're not guilty. Where we were sinful, we're now righteous. Man, this is shouting ground. Righteousness is simply being right with God, and that comes through Jesus Christ only. It's simple. We receive it. It's a gift. How beautiful. When we're born again, we're made righteous. Before we're saved, listen, we have no righteousness. We owe debts we can never repay. We are absolutely spiritually broke. But here's the good news. This morning, on this first day of this new year, he gives us a new start. Matthew 5, 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Getting into the kingdom of heaven is not a matter of being good enough. I'm saying it again, or rich enough. It's about being poor enough. It's about realizing our spiritual bank accounts are just empty. It's about realizing I'm a beggar with my empty hands outstretched. I have nothing to offer but humility and humbly coming to Jesus Christ, my Lord, with empty hands outstretched, and he will fill them. That is why Jesus said in Luke 5, 31, those who are well don't need a physician, but those who are sick, I have come to call the, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You don't need a doctor unless you're sick. You don't need Jesus unless you're a sinner. Of course, everyone is a sinner, but not everyone realizes it. That is why you have to get people lost before you can get them saved. They have to know they're lost and that they need a savior. They must admit they're a sinner before they can be made righteous. Amen? But too many people think they can be good enough on their own. Sad. Keeps a lot of people going around the mountain, going around the mountain, lost, going around the mountain. Too many people just think they can do it on their own. But listen to what the Apostle Paul prayed in Philippians 3.9. This is good. Ooh. That I may be found in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness, that can be called my own, based on my obedience to the law's demands, but possessing that genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ, the right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith. Woo! Hallelujah to that. Now, if the apostle Paul needed something more than self-achieved righteousness, don't you think so do we? The Bible says we are made righteous by faith in Jesus Christ. That is why we must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And here's the great thing about seeking God's kingdom first. One more great thing. Jesus promised this. Number five, all things will be added to you. This is the really, really, really good news here. When we seek first the kingdom of God, he promises to provide all the other things that we could be seeking after, that he knows that we need. Listen to Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Jesus said, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, 
or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? That's a really good question. <laughs> Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so closes the grass of the field, which, to, it, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Do not worry. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you ha that you have need of all these things. But, but, here it is, church, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. All what things will be added to you? All the things he just talked about, food, drink, clothing, the basic necessities of lives, the things that we have need of. And if you look around today, you would probably conclude that most people are spending their lives working every day. Some work two or three jobs just to secure the basic needs of food, water, clothes, and housing, and enough never seems to be enough. What a tragedy to think that most people are just in survival mode. But Jesus said, if we would seek first the kingdom, he would ensure that all these other things are taken care of, that he would take care of us. Now, he didn't say seek the kingdom only. Some people think, okay, I'll just sit around praying and hoping God will provide for me. It's not wrong to seek other things that we need. We need clothes. We need food. We have to go out and we do have to get those. It's wrong, though, to seek other things first. For that to be your biggest priority. For that to be what you go after, what your heart goes after. It is time to first seek the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. It doesn't matter how much or how little that you have accomplished. It doesn't matter how good you have been or how bad you have been. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. And we all need a Savior and a Lord. Hallelujah. There is not one, no, not one that does not need Jesus Christ. So it is time to recognize that the master key to the kingdom of God is the master himself, Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It's all about him. Seeking his kingdom is the key to finding everything that you long for. When we seek his kingdom, all other things will be added unto us. In other words, when you seek God first, he's going to throw in everything else as a part of the bargain. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like when you go to the grocery store. You're grocery shopping, right? And you get to the checkout. And they put everything you buy, right? What do they do? They put it in plastic bags. You don't pay extra for the plastic bags. They are added unto you. 
They are given to you besides. You don't go shopping so you can get the plastic bags. Oh, I think I'll go shopping because I need a few plastic bags. You don't seek first the bags. We seek first the groceries, and the bags are added to us. Many of us are living with the wrong priorities. We seek things first. Ooh, I'm going to go get me some bags. And we, we don't seek the kingdom of God. It's like we're seeking first the bags instead of the groceries. Okay, I know that's... <laughs> is that a stretch? <laughs> Whatever. But God says you've got it backwards. When you seek the kingdom first, these things will be added unto you. Church, let's start the new year off seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you seek the kingdom of God, food will be added unto you. When you seek first the kingdom of God, clothes will be added unto you. When you seek the kingdom first, purpose and life will be added to you. Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's why we don't seek those things first, because that's not the kingdom of God. Yes, we need them, but seek first the kingdom of God. It is not right. It is righteousness, peace, and joy. And when we seek the kingdom first, peace and joy will be added to you. 1 Corinthians 4, 20, for the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. When you seek the kingdom first, power will be added to you. Everything God knows you need will be added to you when you seek first the kingdom of God. Peace and joy will be added to you. God is calling every one of us here today to submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ. God is calling us, church, to put him first. And when we seek the kingdom and his righteousness first, God promised he will take care of the rest. Hallelujah. So I encourage you today on the first day of the new year, begin the new year right by putting God first. That's why this message is being shared. So we can start the new year off by putting God first, by exalting him, seeking God, seeking his kingdom, and seeking his righteousness and bringing glory to his name. Amen. Please stand this morning. Hallelujah. I want to pray a prayer. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come down. I'm going to pray a prayer. And this morning, if you would like to make a recommitment, if you would like to just respond to the the move of the Spirit of God in your heart, Maybe you're sitting out there and you know you've been putting other things first. Maybe you're putting your job first. Maybe you're putting looking for more money in your life first. Maybe you're putting uh, clothing first or food first. Or, and you want to say, God, I'm going to put you first. Knowing you're not doing it in your own strength. It's the righteousness of God in you. Then come down. Let these individuals pray, pray with you. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe all of this is new to you. Come down and they can pray with you this morning. You can start the new year off with a new life. New life in Jesus Christ. And if you're out there on social media and the Spirit of God is moving on, you just respond. Call out to the Spirit of the Lord. Send us a hashtag. Someone will contact you and will pray with you and can pray to lead you to Jesus Christ. Listen, we can't go wrong when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added unto us. 
We're going to sing another song, and you're going to be dismissed. Please come down. Be a good way to start the new year is to come down and have prayer. Amen.